0: To the simple,
1: to the simple truth. You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel.
2: It's a seed that is pregnant with life and life change. Each principle, each prescription, each promise in the Bible has the power to produce salvation has the power to produce comfort, has the power to produce strength, has the power to produce wisdom, or passion, or faith, or confidence.
1: As Christians, it can be easy to fall out of staying steadfast in the Bible. Whether it's the pressures of daily life or focusing too much on the wrong things, when we lose our habit for reading God's Word, oftentimes we lose it for good. Today, Pastor Dion wants you to know that if you want to experience joy and a renewed strength in your relationship with Christ, then you need to memorize His Word. If you don't put effort into reading the Bible, you'll never experience the closeness that God desires of you. Now let's join Pastor Dion in the book of Psalms, chapter 19, as he begins his message, The Bible, A Picture Book.
2: So through the Bible, God reveals himself, who he is, what he's about. But through the Bible, God also revealed man's dilemma and the human condition. That we're lost, that we're fallen, that we're sinful, that we're depraved, that we're twisted. Look at your neighbor and say, twisted, right? And that we're separated from God, that we're without hope. The Bible reveals that is man's condition, his fallen nature, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. And all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. That's the human condition. I mean, guys, we are all cracked. We're all jacked. The Bible tells us where we're at. And through the Bible, God also revealed his rescue, salvation through the Messiah, His only Son. That's a good place to applause right there, right? Because God not only revealed what our human condition is, but He also revealed the rescue, His Son Jesus. The Bible becomes a road map to heaven, and it tells us how to be saved. And the Bible is also a guidebook for His for God's followers. It tells us how to live saved. So in the Bible, God disclosed Himself, who He is, what He's about. He also disclosed man's condition and the poverty of spirit. In fact, dead in spirit. But He also revealed that there is a salvation through Jesus Christ. And the Bible becomes this roadmap to heaven. And the Bible, for those of us who choose Jesus Christ and choose to follow God, the Bible becomes a guidebook to tell us how to live saved. You see, through the Bible, God reveals His directives, His principles, His prescriptions, and His promises. In fact, the acrostic Bible, B-I-B-L-E, also means basic instructions before leaving earth. That's what the Bible's all about. Everybody say it out loud: Basic instructions before leaving earth. The Bible, guys, was the first for dummies reference book written. Its title is Christianity for Dummies. The Bible can turn the simple... Too sharp and fickle, to faithful. In fact, Psalm 19 verse 7 says this about the Bible. It says, The testimony of the Lord is sure, read that last line with me, making wise the simple. I'll say it again. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. You see, before we had the message of the Bible, we were simpletons when it comes to spirituality. We were simpletons. When, when it came to sin, salvation, surrender, and service, guys, uh, we were clueless. We were unaware. We were indifferent. We were like that drunk who stumbled across a baptism surface that was going on by the river. The pastor noticed him and, and, and said, Hey, mister, you ready to find Jesus? The drunk said, Sure. The pastor pulled him in and, and dunked the fellow under, pulled him up right away. And he looked at the drunk and he said, Have you found Jesus? The drunk said, No, I didn't. The preacher dunks him again, holding him down just a, a little bit longer, brings him back up. How about now? Have you found Jesus? The drunk says, No. The pastor, a little bit perturbed, pulls him down again and holds him down for at least 30 seconds, pulls him back up and says, For God's sake, have you found Jesus? The old drunk, catching his breath and wiping his eyes, says, Are you sure this is where he fell in? <laughs> Clueless. Everybody said, What? Clueless. Clueless. That's the way we were. Well, God uses his word, the Bible to inform, to instruct, to educate and to inspire us. And what I love about what I, what I love about this is that God speaks our language. He didn't use binary code or theological terms like soteriology and ecclesiology and pneumology and eschatology and dispensationalism and amillennialism. <laughs> God didn't do that. Those words aren't even in the Bible. Man is the one who complicates the word of God. See, God knows that some of us are from that Mexican fraternity called frito Phi, or Frito-Fee. Anyway, the brains are frito. He knows that. So he speaks our language. God uses words and pictures that we can relate to through His communique, through the Bible. You see, we think in pictures. So God communicated with word pictures. He communicated with metaphors and similes and sticky statements. He did. See, a picture can be worth a thousand words. Huh? Think about it. We no longer write letters, emails, or even texts. We just send emojis, right? Because they say it all, right? So God used word pictures in the Bible to catch our attention, to get his message across. Wolves in sheep's clothing, new wine in old bottles, building a house. On the sand, the Lord is my shepherd, a thief in the night. You guys get that? God used, used word pictures because he wanted us to get it, to understand it, so that we can live it. God wanted to make his message so simple that a caveman could understand it. Yeah, go ahead and look at your neighbor and tell him God was thinking about you. Just look at him and tell him God was thinking about you and then just say, Chewbacca. Yeah, I was thinking about you, Chewbacca. God used in the, in the Bible a variety of word pictures to describe His word and what it does. So God in communicating in pictures used word pictures to describe His word and what it does. So are you ready to be wowed by God? Look at your neighbor and say, ready. ready. In one parable, Jesus, who was God in a bod, likened the Word of God to a, and everybody said out loud, a seed. Say it again, a what? A seed. Luke chapter 8, verse 11, here is what Jesus said. He said, now the parable is this. The seed is the Word of God. Say it out loud with me. The seed is the Word of God. In the parable, Jesus explained that the Word of God, like a seed, is pregnant with life and life change. You see, each principle, each prescription, each promise in the Bible is pregnant with life change. See, Another Bible verse says it like this. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. Read it out loud with me. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It's a seed that is pregnant with life and life change. Each principle, each prescription, each promise in the Bible has the power to produce salvation. Salvation has the power to produce comfort, has the power to produce strength, has the power to produce wisdom or passion or faith or confidence. If we read it, if we hear it, if we open our minds and our heart to it, the Word of God will take root and it will erupt into abundant life change. You know what? You'll be comforted. You'll be strengthened. You'll be encouraged. You'll be, uh, I mean, all of those things. Strengthened. You'll be every every one of those. In that parable that Jesus talked about, the Word of God being a seed, Jesus said that this, this Word of God, like a seed, will make us 30, 60, or 100 times a better Christian. Here's the the verse where Jesus says it, Mark chapter 4 and verse 20. He said, those who hear the word and accept it will grow and produce fruit. Sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, and sometimes 100 times more. If we're reading the word of God, if we're hearing the word of God, if we're practicing the word of God, We're growing. The key to Christian growth is the Word of God. So no wonder the Apostle Paul urged us like this when he said, read it out loud with me, let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. You can understand why he'd make that statement, right? If what it will do is produce in our life, life and life change. So, God said His Word was like a seed. How many of you get it? Yeah? All right. Here's another thing God said His Word was like. He said it's like a, and everybody said out loud, a what? A mirror. Say it again. What? A mirror. This is James chapter 1, starting with verse 22. But don't just listen to God's Word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law, or God's word, that sets you free And if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, everybody out loud, then God will bless you for doing it. That sounds cool, right? Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? Mirrors don't lie. Look at your neighbor and say that. Mirrors don't lie. You see, the same way a mirror reveals our outside, God's word reveals our inside, our motives, our attitudes, our thoughts, our inner gangster. Chale, go ahead and say it loud. Charlie, right? Some people are bothered by the scriptures that they don't understand. But the ones that bother me are the ones that I do understand. Whenever we take time to gaze into or to listen intently to God's word, like a mirror, it will reveal our current condition. It will reveal the zits and the boogers and the cosmetic smears and the wild hairs, like lust and pride and jealousy, and greed, and impatience. I'm just going to let that marinate a little bit. It will. If we'll gaze into it, if we listen intently to it, like we are now, the Word of God will point out those things in our life that need addressing, that need attention. And God's word not only reveals our condition, but it also gives us an opportunity to make adjustments, to forgive an offense, to repent from a sin, to straighten out an attitude, to strengthen a discipline. So not only will it point out that, you know, thing that's not right, but it will give you a chance. To, hey, take care of it. To address it. God's Word will help clean us up. I'm going to say it again. God's Word will help clean us up. In fact, listen to one of the prayers that Jesus prayed over us before He left the earth. John 17, verse 17. Jesus prayed, Heavenly Father, make them pure and Holy through teaching them your words of truth. Did you catch it? Make them pure and holy through teaching them your words of truth. The verse back in James said that if we glance instead of gaze into God's Word, we will stay a mess. James in that passage, in so many words, said, Objects in the mirror are dumber than they appear. Huh? But if we listen and practice what God's word says, we will be blessed. Capish? Capish? You can say, just say kapash. Got it. Now, one word picture God used for his word was a seed. Another was a mirror. And yet another word picture God used to describe his word is this. Everybody say it out loud. A what? A scalpel. Say it again. A what? A scalpel. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12 says, For whatever God says to us is full of living power. It is sharper than the sharpest blade, cutting swift and deep into our innermost thoughts and desires with all their parts, exposing us for what we really are. So, like a surgeon's scalpel, God's word cuts deep and exposes underlying conditions. Secret sins, sour attitudes, hidden fears, deceitful practices, hardened hearts. So the Word of God is like a scalpel in the hands of a surgeon that reveals what is going on on the inside. Like a surgeon, God uses His Word to prune things from our life to cut them away as a surgeon would a cancer or a tumor. You guys got that? In fact, the great reformer Martin Luther said this, the Bible is alive. It speaks to me. It has feet. It runs after me. It has hands. It lays hold of me. I like it. I like it a lot. Yes, In John 15, Jesus used the word prune to describe one of the things that God's Word does. Jesus said that the Father uses His Word to prune us so that we will produce more fruit. Porque, ¿sabes qué? Lingering sin, negative attitudes and behaviors will impede health and fruitfulness and faithfulness. Would you like for me to say that again? I think I will, even if it hurt a little. Jesus said the Father used the word to prune us so that we will produce more fruit because lingering sin, negative attitudes, and behaviors will impede health and fruitfulness and faithfulness. So nobody likes being under the surgeon's knife. But it will make us better. God's word can sometimes, guys, be sharp and offensive. And it will hurt and make you howl. And not amen sometimes. Sometimes it's ouch. Go ahead and say it out loud. What? You guys know the feeling, right? There are times that I'm preaching and times that you're saying, yes, amen, and times that you don't say anything. And I know what you really should be saying is, ouch, it will do that. It will, it will make us, it can be sharp and offensive. It will make us hurt and howl, but it will make us better. It will make us more fruitful. It'll make us brighter than Joe Biden's dentures. It will. God's Word will purge away the dry, twisted, unproductive things in our lives. It will better and beautify. It will make you gooder and menudo. You know what I'm saying? In fact, the Apostle Paul explained it like this. Here's what he said about God's Word. 2 Timothy 3, starting with verse 16, the whole Bible was given to us "...by inspiration from God, and is useful to teach us what is true, and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It straightens us out and helps us do what is right. It is God's way of making us well prepared at every point, fully equipped to do good to everyone." And that's a good place to applause right there. God's Word is amazing. The Word of God will transform our lives from gnarly to gorgeous, from twisted to terrific. In in fact, one Puritan preacher said, he that has the Holy Spirit in his heart and the Scripture in his hand has all that he needs. Yeah. Yeah. So the word pictures that God used to describe his word was a seed, was a mirror, was a scalpel. And now there's another one. He says, it's like a, everybody said out loud, a sword. Say it again. A what? A sword, a combat weapon.
1: You've been listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova. We're so glad that you're here today. Pastor Dion has been getting up close and personal with the foundations of the Christian faith. And what better place to start than in the beginning? That's right, all the way back in Genesis 1 verse 1, which says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You might wonder why that would matter to the faith, but it really is one of the foundations. Think of it this way. The one who has the power to create galaxies out of nothing has the power to move in your life and circumstances. When you know that it was God who made it all, you can know that it's still God who's in control of it all. No matter how out of control the world might feel, you have this foundation to stand on. God created the world, He created you, and He has plans for you that have been in place since before the world began. Now that's a firm foundation. Thanks for joining us here today. The Simple Truth is a ministry out of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel in Espanola, New Mexico. We're coming close to the end of our time here today, but if you don't want it to end, I have some great news for you. Are you ready? We've got more great messages stored up for you. Just head on over to tmcalvary.com to find them. At tmcalvary.com, you'll find a link to our YouTube archives with hundreds of messages from Pastor Dion. Okay, well, we've run out of time for today. But we'll be back again with more from Pastor Dion right here on The Simple Truth. See you then.